It's February 14th today, what's supposed to be the most romantic day of the year, St Valentine's Day. And the nation's office owners are engaged in a serious courtship, hoping to woo the most important people in their life right now, their tenants. Today on BizNow Reports, we're talking about that lost romance of the office and how landlords are working to rekindle the spark to encourage workers to come back to their desks. I'm Miriam Hall. I'm BizNow's New York City reporter. The romance of the office is really no different than any other romance in life. It's about making connections that create an emotional response. So what are those emotional responses that the office creates? Well, it's first and foremost people, right? People like to be with people. And for all of the efficiencies and ease of technology and working from home, you cannot replicate the people component of work. That's Lindsay Ornstein. She's a New York City office broker and the founder of Open Impact Real Estate. Do you remember the first time you worked in an office? If you count my summer internship, it was the summer of 1996. I was an intern at Ogilvy and Mather at Worldwide Plaza on 8th Avenue, and I thought it was the most exciting place in the whole wide world. I, t- I had a, quite a commute. I was coming in for a while from Long Island, and I took the train, and then I would walk up at 8th Avenue, and I, you know, couldn't, I, I was skipping up 8th Avenue. I was so excited to get to work every day. I remember my first days in an office too, and like wearing high heels every day and stopping off for a coffee. And like It's like being a grown-up for the first time. I think people will feel that coming back a little bit, like getting dressed again and putting on makeup and, you know, carrying yourself down the streets of New York. It feels, it feels like you have bigger meaning than just the work that you're doing. It feels like you're part of something greater than just you and your organization. But even so, Lindsay agrees, not everyone's keen to return to putting on a full face of makeup or going back into a crowded high rise each day. For starters, not everyone wants that life again. And some people are still scared of the virus. Others have found they do better work at home. Office occupancy is low but climbing. In the last week of January, the percentage of people who returned to the office was at 33%, according to Castle Systems' Back to Work Barometer. That's a weekly report that measures keycard entries in offices in 10 of the largest cities in the US. But some worry that the Omicron wave, which pushed back the return to work plans for many major employers, has done long-term damage to the office ecosystem and the local economies that rely on it. I've been torn about the concept of requirements to go back, but at this point, I, I am a proponent of a mandatory come back to work. I think people need to come back to the office. I think New York needs people to come back to the office. And I think people need people to come back to the office, whether they realize it or not. And once they get there, I think they will appreciate it, even if it does take a little bit of time to reacclimate. You know, what this means in terms of office space, though, is better have nice office space. I think a lot of workplaces are scared to do that because the labour market's so tight. They're scared that if they start pushing people, they'll start switching jobs. So I was afraid of that too. And I think it comes back to who you are as a company. What is the foundation that you've built that people are coming back to? Do you have great culture? Do you have great people? Do you have great space? If you do, then it shouldn't be an issue. We had a man, we've had a mandatory back to work since um, Labor Day, and we have lost nobody. 
But not all businesses are confident enough in their office game to face that possible rejection. So the pressure is on for office owners to make the workplace more attractive than what workers can provide for themselves at home. Hi, I'm Despina Katsikakis. I'm Global Head of Total Workplace at Cushman & Wakefield. And I've been leading workplace transformation with uh, global organizations for over 35 years. Cushman's research shows the kind of work people do, how long they've been doing it, and how old they are affects just how captivating the office can be. For example, sales teams get a boost from being in the office the most. People with three to five years on the job struggle the most with work from home. And workers in the first year of their job also reported more difficulties than any other group when it comes to activating their networks and feeling a bond with colleagues when they're working from home. We are social animals, right? And we found that uh, isolation uh, was felt enormously by people during the pandemic. And one of the critical um, opportunities is how we facilitate, curate, Um, experiences where people, when they do come back into the office, they don't come to pretty much an empty office where they sit at their desks to do back-to-back calls, but actually they come in and they are inspired. They are connected with others. They have serendipitous encounters where they can exchange ideas or share, you know, a personal story Um, make friends and make business connections. This is still a time of experimentation and workplaces are still figuring out how to best create an environment that works. But Despina says choice is the most important element when it comes to getting workers to return to their desks. We know that people that are given choice are actually more than 25% have higher experiences than people that don't. And when we're giving people choice, we also see that they come into the office more, which is a little bit of an, you know, something you wouldn't expect. But in fact, uh, people choose then to come in. And when they come in and they have the choice, they have even better experiences. So, so in a way, you almost have to release people create a compelling environment in order to get people to want to come in. Mark's Realty CEO, Craig Dartleswag, agrees the key to rekindling affection for the office is not about mandates. His company owns 74 buildings around the country, including 10 Grand on 44th Street and 545 Madison Avenue in Manhattan. In many of their office buildings, Mark sets the mood with soft furnishings, velvet finishes, and moody lighting, and a signature scent. We actually give out candles during the holidays of our signature scent. And I think it's all part of it. It's that sensory experience that you have and it's all of your senses. So, you know, it's also the touch. You know, we find that when we walk spaces with our tents, they're constantly touching the couches you know, which are velvet or leather or suede, or even the walls, we have suede walls and they touch it. And and we love that, you know, it's that tactile experience and it's an emotional attachment. And I think it's that type of emotional attachment that makes people want to come into the office. A signature scent, 10 years ago, did you ever think that would be a thing? 
You know, so much has changed over the last few years. Buildings in the past, say the 20s, had lots of glamour to them, you know, and they had bar carts and they had, you know, boardrooms that were kind of intimidating. And we try to bring all of that back, you know. So we do have bar carts and we offer wine and bourbon every evening. And, and we love seeing everyone kind of socializing and sitting by the fireplace and we offer s'mores and that type of stuff as well. And it really should be an experience. And we've been inspired by the hotel industry and people love going to a hotel, right? You have all those special moments and we want our office space to have those special moments and special places that you can kind of cuddle up and have your cappuccino in the morning. And, you know, those are kind of words that you wouldn't necessarily here 10 years ago, you know, an office space that's, you know, sexy or moody or, you know, cuddling up. <laughs> yeah, it sounds um, like you're describing a ski lodge. Right. And I, I think that's what today's tenants want. I, you know, we were doing this pre-COVID, but now that folks have been working from home for so long, you know, they've got accustomed to, you know, cuddling up and having their coffee and doing their work. And that's what we offer here, but we take it to the next level. And even the offices that we build out have the same type of feel to them, you know, so it all feels very sort of sensual. It's sort of cozy in a way. That's the kind of approach that you've taken. And opposed to that kind of sleek, cold feel that I think was quite big a little while ago in offices, was that a conscious decision that you made? Absolutely. I hate white marble lobbies, harsh lighting, mean door, mean security guards, you know, and that whole cold experience, all this stainless and all that. So we don't use any stainless. We use brass or bronze or copper. We don't have anything white and our, um, <laughs> no white marble anywhere, you know, so, and it is very conscious. We want to sort of be the anti-corporate, you know, harsh building that, you know, feels almost like you're going into an airport or a doctor's office. Like nobody wants that. You want lighting that makes you feel good. And, you know, and, and, you know, we're very into lighting as well. So we have warm lights, you know, with, we have a certain temperature that we like to use and we have up lights and side lights and spotlights. And, and it's that kind of romance that's created by the lighting that makes it a much more enjoyable place to work. What have people said to you about it? I mean, they love it. I mean, we have um, a tenant now who, you know, needs to grow and they don't have space adjacent to them, but they love their space so much. They're actually taking, um, they're doubling in size and taking the space below them and connecting that way. And they say, you know, when they bring their, um, you know, directors or their out of town guests and they come here, they just love the feeling that it's, that is, they're experiencing here. And it really helps their brand connect by connecting with our brand. And it makes their brand enhanced by doing that. And they just love that, you know, they, it, a lot has changed over the years also in that there was a time where it was all about the C-suite, right? It was all about that person in the corner office. And I think now it's really a much more, it's all more, more about a democratization of space. And so our lounges are for everybody um, and not just for, you know, the folks in the building. We love when they bring their friends. You know, we want them to be here. And I think the employers want them to be here too because they'll be here late and they'll get work done. They'll come up with some idea. They'll congregate with their colleagues and that's what it should all be about. Tell me about the scent. How did you, how was that built? Uh, what does work <laughs> smell like? 
So we we knew that we wanted to have this space have a lot of leather elements and suede elements and all these sort of um, you know club like elements to them. But we also wanted it to have a fresh scent to it. But we didn't want it to be floral in any way. So um, we literally smelled about over a hundred different scents and mixed them all up. And honestly, at the end of the day, they all smelled the same. And I think we just got lucky that the scent um, came out smelling good. Um, but that's that's how it came about. But we did want it to be, you know, really all of your senses being touched as soon as you walked into the space. So that's why we have music in there as well. We have fruit infused water when you walk in, you know, that type of stuff. So it's really every imaginable sense is is impacted the second you walk in. And it is that first impression that matters so much. And it carries out throughout the day as well. Um, when I would come home, my wife um, loved the scent so much, she just wanted to hug me all the time. Um, <laughs> so that's another benefit of it. <laughs> so what's next, do you think? Velvet touch, like a velvet touch of the place, sense. What, what would you say is the next amenity to kind of lure and um, woo your tenants? Well, we're doing two new things. Um, one is we're having something we call the Marksmobile, hmm. which is a house car. It's an electric vehicle and Tesla. And through our app, Marks Connect, you just say, you know, please come at this time and they'll take you to your appointments, to your lunch, to um, anything you really need. And it's just another way to have, you know, life be easier through the office. Um, so that's one of the things we're doing. And then the other is we're having gelato machines, which are um, similar to the coffee pots. So it's simple. You just press a button and I think there's about a hundred different flavors of gelato. And that's just another way for everyone to sort of um, get together, have a snack in, in the day. And especially when the weather is warm, I think that would be really nice to go out on the terrace and have some gelato. You said the 1920s is an era that you're kind of trying to recreate. What is it about the 1920s from a kind of aesthetic and office point of view that you think is it works for now? They had it going on. Uh, you know, they had club floors. They had um, a, a real uh, understanding of what tenants wanted, right? Um, you know, and, and I think it appeals to tenants across a broad spectrum. And when we first did this, we thought it might appeal to tech tenants or you know, creative tenants. And what we found is, you know, you could be the most boring accounting firm and no, no, no offense or accounting firms, you know, but they want that. And they want it because they want to attract and retain talent. And they also want their brand to be a little sexier. And so if they could connect in that way with the building, that enhances them and they're willing to pay a premium to enable that to happen, which we think, you know, we like premium rent. That's Craig Dadleswag, the CEO of Marks Realty, speaking there about the measures Marks is taking to encourage tenants to come back to the office. We also heard from Despina Katsakakis, the global head of Total Workplace at Cushman and Wakefield, and Lindsay Ornstein, the founder of Open Impact, on recapturing the allure, if you will, of the office. We have plenty more stories at biznow.com about bringing tenants back. I'll leave some links in the program notes. If you're enjoying this podcast, please show us some love by subscribing to it, leaving a review or rating. Thanks for listening. And of course, happy Valentine's Day. 